0: Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Wednesday, uh, November 8th. Hope you're having a great day. Uh, we're going to get Dave on here in just a second. We'll look at oil, taking a big dive this morning, and uh, and other things from yesterday uh, when he joins us in just a second. Stay tuned for that.
1: And train there. Good morning, all. Oh, it's 841 here. We're at 19 before 9. Time to check in on Wall Street and see what they're doing to you today. Been more for you than to you for the last few days. It's been kind of nice for a change. Let's head downtown, check in with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services and see what the future holds for today. Philip, good morning. How's life today? Hey,
0: doing well. Today it is, uh, hey, halfway through the week. The market's been, uh, I'm going to say, it's doing okay, right? Uh, we. Uh, yeah. I think I saw the S&P 500 um, has had its most um, six, um, success Success. Well, I can't get the right right now. Um, most up days in a row. How's that? Um, that works.
1: Yeah, since sometimes 20, consecutive doesn't come out of the tongue really. Yeah, there please. you go.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Couldn't get that one to pop out there.
1: Been there, done that. Yeah, yes, yeah. when we first got on the phone, I said, well, yesterday looked like almost a normal day. Uh, Dow inched up by 57 points. Standard and Poor's, like you said, another up, down, up about 12.5. NASDAQ was up 121 points. That was like nine-tenths of a... Looks like a semi-normal day on Wall Street for a change, and it's kind of refreshing to see for a change because wild swings in the middle of the day and wild swings at the end of the day. I mean, yeah, th- those are upsetting when you really want to plan a ret- retirement or just plan for a week ahead even doesn't it
0: yeah it does i mean it's nice to see just kind of a gradual though the nasdaq had a pretty good day i mean <clears throat> up almost one percent so yeah. uh, they were probably the big winner of the day
1: I understood. They, that, I figure the tech stocks and the, and the growth stocks have a tendency to swing a little bit more wildly anyway. But the blue chips, you know, quarter percent, hundredths of a percent move. That's the junk I can deal with. <laughs> I can stand that stuff. <laughs> uh, had a few big moves yesterday. I was asking Microsoft had said something because they were up just big time yesterday. Uh, didn't see any news on them, but we had some substantial moves. And just for a change, I think the uh, advancing stocks outnumbered declining stocks yesterday which was kind of strange because during those wild recovery days we had last week, I had decliners beating advancers just about every day. It was just the advancers were advancing big, weren't
0: they? Yeah, exactly. And that was the case. You know, those large capital-based companies that, uh, you know, they, they overweight in the S&P 500. So if they have a great day, then that uh, that obviously reflects in the index.
1: Absolutely. Kind of a light day-to-dump day out of the government and elsewhere, but the one thing that we do start the morning out with some good news. Number one, the rate for mortgages, because of the uh, uh, little dip in the federal bond rates, the rate for mortgages has fallen the most it has in 16 months, and that made a bunch of people happy. Here's a a positive number we haven't had in a long time. The number of mortgage applications actually rose by 2.5% last week. Now, granted, we're on a really low ebb right now as far as numbers, but seeing an increase in applications, that's got to mean some good news.
0: Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, I was talking to some realtors the other day that, you know, they are seeing things slow down because of this, uh, the high interest rates, right? It's taking some people out of the market. And so, um, which is rightfully so, right? I mean, that's uh, interest rates being up close to 8%. I mean, that's a, that's a big deal.
1: And it's even starting to affect our market around here a little bit. I mean, we're still an outlier because we're still in relative boom times. But like you say, an 8% mortgage on a $300,000 home, you're talking about a dang big payment compared to when they were at 3% just uh, less than a year and a half ago.
0: Yeah, Exactly. And And I'm seeing in my neighborhood stuff sitting on the market a lot longer.
1: No, yeah, I've got, a, I've got a real estate agent I talk to pretty regularly. He said, yeah, it used to be that, you know, we'd put the sign up and the house was gone inside of 24 hours. Now we're acting more like, well, that, that, that's everything relative. We're relatively in boom times. Now it looks like a normal market. House may sit on the market for three months as you look for buyers and sellers that match up right for that. I, you know, that, uh, the real estate agents that are new to the business are going, oh, my God, it's a dip. And, you know, three months used to be the average time on the market for a home.
0: Yeah, and the more expensive the home, the longer it's going to stay, right? So,
1: ah, uh, yeah, that's, yeah. That's I'm it. lucky; I live in a cheap neighborhood, so my houses still go fast around there. <laughs> Other tidbits out there uh, talking about uh, the consumer reaction to the rising prices. U.S. credit card debt last debt last month uh, by quarter uh, stays up well over a trillion dollars owed on credit cards. Oh my lord. No wonder the Congress is talking about pulling all of our spiffs and rewards off our credit cards, right?
0: Yeah, but let's face it, Dave. Even if they do that, it's not going to help the interest rates that we're paying because that's not the deal. The deal is is that the company that swipes that credit card, right, they charge a certain fee. Every time that credit card gets swiped, they charge that fee to the business. Mm -hmm. They want to make it so that you have choices on who you use to swipe. That, they think, will bring the price down. Well, if the price comes down, folks, it's not going to go in your or my pocket. It's going to go in the business's pocket. So it's not going to do what they think it's going to do.
1: That's absolutely true. I flippantly said when we were talking about before we went on the air, they they pull my frequent flyer aisles off my credit card, and I'm going to go postal. <laughs> Doggone it all. I like those rewards. Other tidbits going on in the process. You mentioned yesterday we got a lot of the Fed haunches out doing the rubber chicken circuit while they're not in the uh, shut the heck up mode before another meeting. And we get uh, Jay Powell doing a 9:15 rubber chicken speech today. Uh, Pretty much it looked from yesterday's reaction anyway, like the market is kind of internalizing the notion that no, they're not going to drop our interest rates anytime soon. Yes, they want things to slow down. And yes, seeing mortgages being at a low is kind of sort of what they had in mind.
0: Exactly, they you know they they think they want everything to slow down, and um, it's taken a while to get there, right? But but it is getting there. I, I'm thinking it's taken a little bit longer than it used to take for those hikes in interest rates to really start to trickle down, and, and I think part of that is because of wage inflation, and so that uh, that's been kind of counteracting the high interest rates. But at some point. They're going to come to a tipping point, and, and we're starting to see that now with the housing market slowing down.
1: Yeah, I've got an argument going with a good friend of mine out in Colorado who was on the opposite end of the political fence from me. And, uh, you know, I keep saying, you know, it's just it's it's a simple fact. You got more money than you. You got more money chasing too few goods. That's going to mean inflation, even though we all like to see our wages go up. It's exactly the opposite of what the economy needs on a macro basis so far. So, yeah, a little bit of pain, whether we like it or not, has got to happen if we want to get inflation back under control.
0: No, that's true.
1: Absolutely. It's, we may not like it, but it's kind of like castor oil your grandma used to give you. Sometimes it's good for you, even though it stinks. Uh, talk, talk about companies that have reported. Uh, eBay, I've always described as one of the dinosaurs in the e-commerce, and I'm amazed they've survived as well as they have. How'd they do last quarter, anyway?
0: Well, last quarter really wasn't bad, I, I would say. I mean, their revenue came in as expected at $2.5 billion, um, and they, they came in ahead by about three cents on their uh, earnings per share, came in at $1. three, So that all sounds really well. Um, however, um, you know, they're looking ahead uh, and that uh, they gave weak guidance for revenue in the current quarter and for the full year, which means uh, they're taking it on the chin this morning, down 8.5%.
1: Watching them evolve has been interesting over the years. I mean, they used to be pure auctions, and I'd buy used golf clubs and junk on it. Now a whole bunch of stuff that almost resembles more a flea market because everything on eBay that I've run across when I'm looking for something ends up being, this is the price, buy it now or buy it go now. suck eggs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's kind of changed, and it seems to be working for them because, like I said, they're a dinosaur in e-commerce. They were one of the first websites to figure out how to make money on the web, and they're still holding up pretty well.
0: They are. They, they that's um, they're, they're taking it on the chin today. Then we had Robin Hood. You know, yeah. we talked about Robin Hood over the years and uh, and how they were trying to disrupt the marketplace. Well, they're down this morning after posting uh, a disappointed third quarter revenue number. Uh, they missed their revenue by about a little over ten million dollars, four hundred and sixty-seven million. And Whoa. so, uh, yeah, that's. Uh, that's got them trading down seven, almost seven point four percent this morning.
1: Sounds like the Reddit gang needs to find another stock to get mad at.
0: <laughs> uh, everything else I've got is just uh, some downgrades and upgrades, but uh, and some some preliminary numbers before they come out tonight, and we'll talk about those probably in the morning. I want to f- switch to uh, to crude oil real quick, Dave, uh, yeah, because yeah. we're seeing a massive decline in crude oil um, down right now to like. Oh, a little less than $77. And actually yesterday, I'm looking at the chart, got down as low as $75 and, uh, and 99, 96 cents, somewhere there, a gal, uh, but not a gallon, but a barrel of oil. So it, it's seen a big decline from where it was in the 80s at the open yesterday. So, so we're seeing a drop there, and I was watching some of the news information of why. It's yeah,
1: I was going to ask if you'd figured out why, because I haven't seen anything top line that would have caused it.
0: So a couple things that pop up on this little feed I have. Uh, can, can, Canada's trade surplus um, doubled in September, and so energy prices surged there. So that was kind of good news. However, yeah. we look at China. Um, China, their data for growth underwhelmed. And the dollar started to kind of rebound early morning. Um, And so that started to slide down. Then you got on top of that, the kind of the Fed policy and uncertainties and inconsistency that we're seeing in demand. But a lot of it goes to China and the strong dollar is pushing the price of oil down.
1: And we'll see that when we get to the Asian rim markets, too, when we do the numbers. that that That's intriguing. That, that makes some sense because I know China's economy, every report they put out, it's been a disappointment. Yeah, resetting exactly. The tab- yeah. Yeah, resetting the table. The blue chips were a modest up yesterday. The adventurous NASDAQ stuff was a pretty substantial up, 45 minutes before we start trading this morning. What are we looking at?
0: Yeah, it's a mixed bag, not much green, but it's green in certain areas. We got the Dow up about a tenth of a percent s p 500 is down a little bit less than or up a little bit less than a tenth NASdaq 100 though is even right now um small cap Russell 2000s down about a tenth of a percent so so nothing nothing Earth shaking there looking at the other side we've got silver making a little bit of a rebound this morning up three quarters of a percent uh goals down a little over a tenth of a percent and like I said a minute ago oil, Uh, Really down. It's down a half a percent from its close yesterday. It's down like almost $4 a barrel from where it was yesterday morning when you and I talked sitting at $76.98 a barrel right now
1: lousers, you know, about China being the proximate cause of this, it might explain the entire thing. The Asian rim mostly off this morning. The Hong Kong exchange was off by over half a percent, down 101 points. Mainland Chinese market off more fractionally. A command and control economy can say just stop doing that. That indications is good news for Taiwan because China, China, mainland China can't get difficult with them if they've got their own problems. But the only up market in the Asian rim right now is Taiwan, and they're up by a full third of a percent halfway through the day, figuring that means nobody's going to throw rocks at them anytime soon. Over on the European theater, the European market's generally fractionally up about a third of a percent. The European index is about what is almost up just about thirty-three hundredths of a percent, an exact third of a percent at the moment. So they're generally positive this morning, but tentative like we are as well. Getting a retirement plan again to figure out how to make sure my uh, retirement can be what I planned it to be is sometimes a challenge. I need your eyes to help me with that. Philip, how do I find you?
0: that's why we created the Core Retirement Design to help people design that retirement they always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement analysis. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM.
1: And again tomorrow morning here with an up to the minute point on uh, Light FM. Philip, you have a good day, and we'll see you then.
0: All right, take care.
1: Thank you, my friend. It's one hundred five point seven Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler.
0: Thanks again. I want to thank you for joining us today. Have a great day. I look forward to speaking to you again tomorrow. Take care. Bye now.